Ooh, welcome to Rage You Nerds, presented by me, Mr. Cack. It's always been me, Austin. Um, I am joined by the lovely, the hypnotic, the transotic, the transmission, TJ. And in the center square, as the most valuable member of all celebrity groups go, I have my brother, Jared. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back! Welcome back, us. We took, ah, we took, nice a, to be back. we took a unplanned week break from nerd nerding out with things. Which, by the way, I just want to say to everybody out there, that was my fault. I had a family reunion uh, on my mom's side of the family. Um, I, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but I forgot to let Cat know about it. <laughs> Listen, so, hey, don't worry, Jared. Everyone already blames you anyway. That's Listen. fine. That's fine. That's fine. I and most of the times. It's my fault anyway. Everything's my fault anyway. So that's I'm okay with that. But, I just I mm-hmm. want to let everybody know if you missed us last week, it was entirely my fault. But I just want to let you know I will never, ever do it again. I probably will, but it's only because it's only because <laughs> during this pandemic I've learned self care is the best care. Listen, I got a haircut. I'm I feel so much better. I have a new look on life now. My hair's short again. Uh, it was really bumming me out that my hair was almost touching my eyeball. Like I, I just I couldn't handle that. That's not a life you, I have ever lived. Did you trim up? Did you trim the old beard up there too? Yeah, just to kind of make everything short again. So uh, to that note, I will have to say this, and and I, and I won't say too much more about it. But the whole the whole mask thing, and I, which I don't have. Um, the loop over the ear type mask, I decided, hey, if I'm going to order masks, I'm going to order something that I can still use outside when this is all over. So I got a bunch of camel ones. Hopefully I can use them in the woods one day when I'm shooting a deer or something or Fair. a squirrel or Fair. whatever. Um, so, but they're like the, um, uh, they're called gators, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's, the, yeah. So I've been wearing those this week and I'll tell you what, man. Never mind the breathability. People say, oh, I can't breathe in masks. And they're like, hey, you can breathe fine in masks. The breathing is not the problem for me. You know what I've noticed? The biggest issue I have is it is it is so much trauma on my beard game, man. Because <laughs> I'm trying to grow this bad boy back out to where I had it back in, like, you know, December 20, 2019. Or 2018, actually, you know. And, and around then when I had, you know, I, I, had, my, I had a beard. You know, I've I've got I've got like a little bit now. I'm trying to get back to where I was. And when your hair on your face is pressed your face all day long, it's just it's brutal, man. It's brutal. <laughs> my biggest my biggest first, problem first is, world problems. <laughs> my biggest problem is my face sweats. Uh, and yeah. I find that very annoying. Um but then like if I if I pull out my wallet to like pay for something and I look down then the mask just goes immediately into my eyes <laughs> so it's like I hate this thing these, so, these gator things go ahead Chris I was going to say so I don't want to be like I don't want to be like a, a butt about it because like listen I get it we wear the mask because we want to take care of the community uh, but I was wearing sunglasses and wearing the mask in an area and that's basically just a re- I don't know how anyone wearing glasses is getting through being out in in anything, because like I, I immediately I, took one breath and I'll, I could I'll no take, longer I'll, see I'll, the world. 
I'll yeah. tell you right now, it sucks. <laughs> I've had that problem, um, but also I don't like sometimes like I, you know, you walk into like a gas station and you got a mask on, and it's like people are gonna think I'm robbing this place. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've accepted that we're in a in a superhero society now. Like, if you've seen the, the uh, I guess, sequel or the companion series of The Watchmen that came out on HBO as a miniseries, we're essentially living that world where, like, everyone's wearing a mask now. Yeah. We're just, no one's, no one's, no one's a good vigilante or supervillain, however. Like, we all just are just doing, nat like, normal shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to get food. I could be robbing a bank, but I'm just going to get food. Like... Or I guess oh, I guess I guess saving the bank I guess could also be a possibility. I guess I don't have to be a villain. That's true. Yeah. true. Yeah. But I feel like there's more payoff to be a villain if you're a good villain. Yeah, I I'm still working on trying to find a, a a functioning Bane mask. I think that would be a Well hello. It seems yeah. I've now come to the pandemic. Back to buy your lattice. <laughs> You were we you were merely like in the pandemic. Book. I was born in the pandemic. <laughs> get like the comic book accurate Bane mask, where it's like the the luchador mask. Yeah. <laughs> get the god awful no, but, uh, shoemaker I, I mask, say... and then plug in the the tubing with the green. <laughs> <laughs> Different take on things. It's it's. What? I mean, it's it's goofy, but I I don't know. But this kind of goes into the whole raw being unprepared thing. Um, you know, there's there's all there's been a lot of a lot of stuff on YouTube about how raw was written and rewritten and torn up and written again on the fly, and that's why none of it makes any sense. Is because you know the WWE hires all these writers to write something. They write something. Vince doesn't like it, tears it up, writes it himself. So why does WWE even have these writers? When they should just have Vince McMahon doing it, because he's doing it anyway by himself. Save him which is money. why, which is why you get a lot of the problems with Raw. You know the, you know the thing where Bailey and Sasha were out there, go to the back, do a talking segment, and come back out. It's because, you know, some insane <laughs> old man is is writing. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, you know, because Vince McMahon writes all this stuff, you know, and that's the whole thing with the WWE is, you know, you're not there to entertain an entire audience full of people. You're there to entertain Vince McMahon. And if he's not entertained, I mean, know, that's really it. That's he, he, he writes you out. He writes you out. You know, there's so many really good wrestlers they have on their roster that are just completely given no shot because... They don't entertain Vince, or they don't meet Vince's guidelines for a professional wrestler. So I've you got know, tall, muscular. Yeah. So I've got two things about about WWE. One thing, the best storyline from from Raw this week, the unprepared Raw, the Raw that they basically just threw everything at the wall to see what would stick, was a story that has been building for months. The Dominique coming out, trying to take some vengeance for his father, uh, setting up the match with, between him and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. That was the best, the best moment of the night. That was the best gimmick of the night. That was the best storyline of the night. 
And it should be telling to someone over in WWE that the one story that you haven't just sprung up in the moment, the story you've been cultivating and building since the very first time Seth Rollins attacked Rey Mysterio Jr., which was months ago, is the best fucking story. Because long-term storytelling is actually beneficial. You can still have exhibition matches. I mean, I don't even know why people have to explain this to him. They literally used to do this model for decades in this company and then they mm -hmm. just stop and that leads me to my second point wwe get off your fucking high horse and go back to being campy ass wrestling i hope if nothing else what they've learned from aew gaining more and more traction and using a model that is essentially stripped straight from uh, the Monday Night Nitro that used to air on the very same channel, TNT. They literally had Eric Bischoff on the fucking channel this week. <laughs> is, I saw that segment. That is that funny. they're using segments that literally buy into the, listen, we're taking ourselves seriously when we need to, but other times we're having orange juice dropped on us. Or we're beating someone to death with a bag full of oranges. Or... A guy is dressed as a fucking dinosaur. Like, all of these things, like, can be good in their own right. I mean, yeah. one of their biggest stars puts his hands in his fucking pocket. That's his gimmick. And, like, it's it's good because he sells out to that gimmick. They're actually wanting to be... They're wanting to be a scrappy promotion that does wrestling in the way that you remember wrestling when you fell in love with it. WWE, where they start to lose ground now, is that they adhere to this notion that we're one, entertainers, but two, we're athletic and real. Well, okay, yeah. you're trying to put someone's fucking eye out in an eye, eye versus eye match. You can't be both. You can't split that fence. You need to <laughs> embrace what you are. Like, if this was a B-horror film trying to be a Scorsese classic, it's going to be ass. Now, if this yeah. is a cheesy horror film that gives you the combination of tits, lots of blood and gore, and then some really shitty dialogue, you have a recipe for success. That's all we right. really want from something we... If I go buy a hot dog, I'm not expecting a steak. I know I'm getting right. a shitty bag of anuses. Like, that's just what I've been... That's what I'm prepared to spend money on. Give me that. So that's what I need yeah. wrestling to do. I need wrestling to go back to being wrestling for WWE. Nice haircut, CAC, USOB. I, I, Thank you, Rooster. I feel much better now, Rooster. I feel much better uh, lightening my load. <laughs> and a handsome brother there. Thank you. No, I, I agree with that. I, I, think you, I think you summed that up perfectly because... I'm kind of the same way. It's like, let's not, let's just do what we're good at. But at the same time, with everything else going on, I see where there is a need to kind of expound and maybe try something different. Because if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. <laughs> you know, now, not when your ratings are at the highest they've ever been, but when you're kind of floating along, people are still watching, you know, you're kind of riding the wave. Yeah, let's throw something out there like that, you know, and it, it, it would be the best. Now's the best time to do it, to get it out of their systems, to try it out, to see if it works, to see if it has legs. But, yeah, I, at the end of the day, I think most people would agree, just give me what I came to watch. And that's wrestling, the, the back, the good old days, you know, we don't, we don't have to have a whole lot of time on the mic. We cut us a good promo, and then two guys go out with a storyline that has lasted for a couple months. And they fight for a championship. Or they don't fight for a championship, but they they fight for honor in some way. Like the Razor Ramon Goldust thing. You know, it was, it was all about honor in some kind of weird way. Um, so, no, I, I, think you, I think you're on point there. 
uh, if you ever if you get a chance, it was uh, SummerSlam '92. Watch Bret Hart kind of talking about that match and kind of the difference between wrestling now and wrestling then, and the differences, you know, that certain things that you can do back then, like tell a story over months that you almost can't do now um, because reasons, I guess. Um, was SummerSlam '92 was that him and Owen in the cage? No, SummerSlam '92 was Wembley Stadium. Wembley, oh, so him and Bulldog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AEW, if nothing else, is going to be hopefully the the return to form or the reminder to WWE that hey, how we used to do it can still work yeah. because that's what they're doing. Chris Jericho well, isn't reinventing the wheel. Chris Jericho is coming out and being the the guy that you love to hate because he's he's picking on the good guys and he's like yep. going over the top picking on the good guys. And like, that's, that's yeah. what he that's what he does best by the way. I think like but, you know Yeah, he's that heel that people love. But you know also talking about that too, you know, these are a lot of younger guys that he is getting in the ring with and putting them over in a big way. You know, they may lose to him, but they're showing off their skills and building their stardom because, you know, he's in there helping them out. So, but, you know, I was thinking about this too, aside from the fiend, there isn't a single, really a single gimmick in the WWE. As far as like, you had, you know, in the in the early days, Duke the Dumpster Drosy and the Repo right. Man and, and stuff like that. You know, aside from The Fiend, there yeah. isn't that kind of costume-wearing gimmick that That's you have. Point. Oh, That's you have point. the Viking Raiders, but they just come out with their Viking gear on, and then there's just two guys in there who scream at their opponents while they're beating them up. Which is what Vikings do. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Speaking of wrestling, let's let's get to the bracket. We have... So much things to talk about with it. Okay. Uh, so the first one is kind of filler, I think. Yeah, The Rock versus Daniel Bryan. I don't think this one actually uh, had much of a of a of a fight to it, and that's we sad for one of them. Honorable mentions round or something. We could There's do that. We could do that for like the when we get to the yeah. what the championship because we'll we'll technically yeah. be past the f no. We could do it for the final four. We'll have the final yeah. four set up. Do like an honorable mentions. People like Doink the Clown or <laughs> Doink the Dumpster Drosy. So I didn't realize it until I started like reading or not reading, watching. So watching a What Culture's um, uh, wrestlers gimmicks who got darker outside of the WWE. And like yeah. apparently Doink the Clown like was supposed to be what you think of when you think of a nightmare fucking clown, uh, but he just never got around to doing it. But when he left for ECW, he actually got to play out what the character was supposed to be. And it's like, there were moments where he was wearing like a half of the makeup and the other half was him. So he would like, he would be himself at times. And then at other times he would be doink and it would just kind of phase in and out. And then he would start, you know, putting the clown wig on people and making them clowns and like being an utter terrifying sack of garbage that probably wouldn't work now because I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. Um, but maybe it could work. We're in a, doink. We're in a, doink, yeah. Doink was like, doink was like eight people. 
Yeah, but they they yeah. hated they hated it in WWF because it wasn't as marketable as if he was a of a, a goofy goofball clown that was full makeup all the time and never reverted to uh, the the actual serial killer looking terrifying guy under the face paint. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So in our first matchup, we have six matchups tonight. We've got Daniel Bryan versus The Rock. I got to go, guys. Pink Toes is calling me. Rooster, have fun. Wear your mask. Pink where, Toes, where is that the whorehouse uh, down the street? I believe that is the Strippy I'm Strip Club. <laughs> I believe that is the Strippy Strip Club. Have fun, Rooster. <laughs> enjoy it. Don't enjoy it too much because then you have a baby. And, and, and you mean... You've already got a baby. All right, so we've got, baby. we've got Daniel Bryan versus The Rock. I'll let you know right now what social media thought. They thought The Rock and nothing but The Rock. <laughs> I could see that. Um, well, okay, I'll start this bad boy off then. Um, oh, by the way, I, I sent an email to message who ensured me he was on his way home and would be joining us shortly. Bullshit. So... I, that's what I, well, I didn't say that, but that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> he can watch this later to his heart's content. So, this this is one of those ones that falls into, because I didn't think The Rock that was that great of a technical wrestler. No. He, start, starting out that way, maybe so much more, but he became more of an iconic kind of wrestler, almost an Andre the Giant type wrestler. Whereas Daniel Bryan has got some serious skill. Um, and so I just, I feel this is where you have the icon status of The Rock, which is up here, and you have the actual wrestling ability of Daniel Bryan, which is up here, and then you have these two go head to head. This was kind of a tough one for me because, again, part of greatest wrestler of all time is your ability to wrestle. But it encompasses all those things. Are you good on the mic? Can you do this? Can you cut a promo? And, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't disagree with social media on this as far as the total ability goes. And, and that's not, this is one of those matchups where Daniel Ryan, which we keep saying stuff like that. It's like, ah, you know, it's a, in another different matchup, you know, Daniel Bryan could have won this. Well, in another different matchup, somebody somebody else could have won this. That's, that's the luck of the draw in a tournament. you got to play the hand you're dealt. And I, I just, with... The longevity of The Rock, the how he was on the mic, how he was with fans. There's no way I don't think Daniel Bryan. I can't. I can't give him my vote. I cannot give him my vote. I don't even remember who I voted for uh, online. It was probably The Rock. Because, Everyone you know, voted for The Rock. It was a hundred percent. But then again, you know, after this is where I started thinking, kind of what we discussed before we started the show. Is this a vote for who's more popular, or is this the, a vote for uh, well, a better wrestler? Because there's some things that Daniel Bryan has done that far surpass what The Rock has done. And, that, I mean, that's a dream match that I would love to see. Absolutely. You know? But, you know, at the same time, as you know, I'm not going to go against social media uh, on it because why not yeah, um, for the Lord of the Rings thing? Why drop them now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, there are so many things like, you know, his, his eco warrior gimmick, Daniel Bryan, you know, that, that could have, could have gone a long time. 
and you know what he did like with the title belt with the wooden title belt with the hemp strap (laughs) i mean you know certain things like that you know rocky maivia to you know what it was like nation of domination rocky and then kind of broke out on his own it's just you know i i just i don't know man no. I'm not going to go against him, but I do. I still think Daniel Bryan is the better of the two. Yeah. So I think with this one, you have one. You've got a very interesting kind of setup between you have someone that was the self-proclaimed People's Champ, and then during one of Daniel Bryan's, I mean Daniel Bryan's most memorable run, he was the Yes Movement, which was literally the champ of the people. So uh, I think it was. I think it was always an interesting. I think it's always interesting when parallels are like. Matchups like this yeah. happen. So we've had a couple where, you know, people either made a certain character <clears throat> after their match um, or they have history, like when Taker went against uh, Mankind, where you see all these little moments where there's like this inner intersectionality between all of them that's very interesting um, I think for me, when looking at these two, you look at what are their top strengths Rocket's the character Daniel Bryan, it's the wrestling and I think, for me I say that The Rock's character is by far the better out of all that. So if I prio things up, I'm going to say Rock's character, Daniel Bryan's wrestling. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't. I probably would probably then go Daniel Bryan's character for some of his other, like his actual character moments, and then The Rock's wrestling. But I think if I was going based on what their strengths were, strength versus strength, wrestling versus uh, the character, or wrestling versus the promo, I think the higher strength goes to The Rock. I think I think if you take those two things and compare them, I think The Rock's and based on based on not just like how skillful it was, but based on memorability. Like that's the, and that maybe that's the unfair thing about wrestling and where it becomes a little bit about popularity is right. if you're good at being a character, or if you're good at cutting promos, you get remembered a lot more than being good at wrestling. And I know that mm-hmm. seems unfair for greatest wrestler of all time, but it's also what separates game, it's what separates this type of wrestling from actual legitimate wrestling where where they right. go out there right. and are pinning people in real life on a mat somewhere. Like it, it, you got to have the character about it. You got to have the storylines and I think the Rock has more memorable character um can't say characters because he never really evolved i guess i guess if you look at rocky maivia to nation of domination to then the rock and then that was literally the end of his evolution he was just yeah. the rock from then on um yeah all we did at that was get more tattoos hey guys i'll be back in a minute all right well tj is going to be back in a minute so I, but i think we're all kind of in agreement here the rock is going to take down daniel bryan in this round i wonder does tj want us to keep going I think we can pull up the next match and talk about something for a few seconds until he gets back. All righty. So there we go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The Rocky Rock gets that win. Congratulations, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're winning at everything in life right now. And Didn't he buy Silver Dollar City? No, no, not Silver Dollar. <laughs> XFL. He bought the XFL, the Silver Dollar City of sports. No, I was thinking... I was thinking Dog Patch. Dog Patch just somebody just bought Dog Patch. Bass, the owners of Bass Pro Bass Shop Pro just Shop. bought. That's right. Yeah. Dog okay. Patch. Yeah. 
Boy, talk about getting things mixed up. <laughs> getting the rock just by uh, Silver Dollar City and some of those things in Branson there. <laughs> yeah. No, Jared, it was the XFL that he bought. <laughs> so on this one, we have HBK, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, versus Chris Jericho, Le Champion, the man of a thousand moves. Or is that Dean Malenko? I think that's Dean Malenko. It was Dean Malenko. But he, <laughs> but he then said he was the man of one thousand and one moves in his right. in his rivalry with Dean Malenko. And when he listed his one thousand moves, he started with the armbar as one of the moves he created. Um, so he took he took credit for all of all of the wrestling moves ever. He, he stole he stole things from before he was born and made them his. But that's the beauty of Chris Jericho is to, to take something so utterly absurd and turn it into, in some way, a comedic genius. Chris Jericho was one of those people, one of those wrestlers, where nobody ever truly hated him. He was a heel, and he's known, I would say, far more through his career as a heel in some way, but he was one of those that nobody ever disliked. They were like, we want... Chris Jericho to continue to be the heel because he just does it so well. And I, to, in, in my mind, there's not a person in wrestling, current or former, that has done a better job than Chris Jericho at playing the heel character that you love. Yeah. Well, he's one of he's one of the wrestlers, and there's not a lot of them left that just can't do a baby face or can't do a face like he he has to be a heel he's so much better as a heel because he and it's probably some of his actual personality at times is a cocky prick and, and like I, he at least has the humor to where that probably is why people like him but i mean like he's just lacking the humor away from just probably being a shitty person in real life and that's why it makes a good character so rooster when you say the yes man are you talking about daniel bryan because if you are he's gone the numbers are no longer falsified. The numbers are correct. The Rock beat uh, Daniel Bryan. Down goes Daniel. Down goes Daniel. Uh, but now we have Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. And I think I think a part of me is conflicted, but also a couple weeks back, or maybe it was three weeks back, I made it known that out of all the wrestlers in this competition, Shawn Michaels is probably my favorite, and I'm going to root for him every chance I get. So for me, it probably not as conflicting as maybe it should have been, because I'm going to simp on Shawn Michaels throughout the entirety of this tournament as he makes a run, uh, because I, I just I liked everything about the character, and while he wasn't like going all over the ring, he had enough he had enough to his game that, you know, I never noticed his wrestling and thought he's only got five moves. Granted, all I really remember of his wrestling is every now and then he would uh he would take a shot off the top rope um and then he would kick people in the jaw. And that's like that's it. So switch in music and every now and then a, a move where he either landed or did not land off the top rope. So, you know, yeah, and I think and that was one of the things, too, about the glorious time of wrestling we talk about, where you had people like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Razor Ramon, people who had a mantra and a match where you knew at that point in the match, you knew there was a series of moves that were going to happen in succession. For Shawn Michaels, you know, it was the body slam up to the top rope, elbow drop, or a moonsault. The moonsault was usually coming when, <clears throat> and Shawn, by the way, was one of those people that, like, you know, he trained to perfect that backflip off the top rope. Um, you know, that's which is why that last match, well, the last match 
with the Undertaker, you know. <laughs> what <laughs> should have been his last match, yeah. What should have been his last match, yeah. So, um, you know, and that's that's one of the things I think that, that Sean brought, you know, because when he started out, he started out with Marty Jannetty. They were the Rockers, and they were, you know, your kind of, you know, baby face. Well, then, he, of course, he kicked Marty through a window. He kind of became heel, <clears throat> teamed up with Luna Vachon for a little bit. Uh, that's when he had got, that's when he got a little chubby <laughs> right around WrestleMania 10. Um, but two of the greatest matches, uh, not counting the Iron Man match with him and Bret Hart, uh, but two of, two of the greatest matches he's ever been in were him and Razor Ramon in WrestleMania 10, the latter match, and then SummerSlam 95, which was the following August, uh, for the same thing in the latter match, basically a rematch of the Intercontinental Championship, which, by the way, was the same exact match except for the winner. Um, but they just, uh, those two put on a good show in a ring. When you get to Jericho, I think started, you know, what we talked about a second ago with Jericho was how much he, now, and keep in mind, Jericho is a guy who trained with Stu and Brett and Owen and the Hart family. This guy knows his stuff wrestling wise. If we're comparing apples to apples, as far as greatest wrestling ability, Chris Jericho beats the hell out of Shawn Michaels. But again, it's all about the total package. Now, if Lex you compare, Luger. yeah, Lex Luger, uh, who's not on this tournament, by the way, because um, he sucks ass at wrestling. Womp womp. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> body slammed Yokozuna. Who hasn't? For real. Me. I mean, True. except for that one time in Nam. Deal. Uh, but so uh, Jericho, I think, also in a way, is better on the mic just because of his. Of his charisma, his characterability, he can really kind of morph into anything you needed him to be. It was always mostly, you know, heel related, but he did the heel, like I said earlier, he did the heel so much better than anybody else, but he, he wasn't a heel that people hated. They booed him because they thought it was fun and they loved him. Uh, to where Sean, you know, he he was good on the mic, but he, he, he the best promo he cut was the lead up to WrestleMania 12. And then the DX stuff was good too. But I mean, that was just kind of the attitude era, them being goofy and, and just off cuff saying what they wanted to. This one was really tough for me uh, because I, 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 I couldn't decide who I like more as if you encompass the in total thing. Where, and this is no fault of Jericho, but where I give the slight edge to this contest is Shawn Michaels for the only reason of, at the time, at the height of his popularity, he was in WWE and he won his first title in 1996 against Bret Hart, and then it kind of took off from there. Jericho was in WCW, and he had been doing it for a while, and then, of course, the merger happened later, and Jericho had always been kind of that, again, iconic status, <clears throat> but it was more the heel iconic status and the funny guy. You know, I, that's if, if you ask me right now, and again, I've already said Jericho, hands down, is the better wrestler. Um, if you ask me right now, who's the funnier guy, who's the more memorable guy, it's Jericho, hands down. If you ask me, you know, who's got the most championships, it's Shawn Michaels. You know, so it, for this one, for me, it was hard because I feel they're both icons, but I feel like Jericho's icon was meant to be the the bad guy icon and which is not to discredit him and probably not his decision. Although I'm sure he rightfully played along because he's, he's a jobber. He just, that's what he does. He's, he's one of the best at it, but I just, I give the edge to Shawn Michaels here again, kind of just like 
I want to say it's the icon status that, get, that just pushes him just slightly ahead of Jericho in the wrestler category. I think maybe what, what seals the deal for me was with Jericho, there might have been too much on the mic and not enough in the ring to where Sean was a lot of times not enough on the mic, but always brought the A game in the ring. You know, and uh, for me, that's what gives Sean in this the, the slight edge. And I, I think I actually, I can't remember who I voted for, uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to give this one to uh, the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. Whoa. So before we go to TJ, um, just cover something Elser said in on Facebook. Uh, Jonathan Elser says Johnny Morris will make that place or will make that place into fun again. So that's a, re- a reference to Dogpatch USA, and that's in reference to Mr. Moneybags behind the the Bass Pro uh, name that will be purchasing Dogpatch or has purchased Dogpatch USA and will be turning it into something that I imagine probably is going to be um, heaven for those of you that already find the wonder in a Bass Pro shop. Now you're going to have literally Bass Pro shop. Uh, the attraction. Um, so I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. I mean, I mean, it just—it's a lovely looking property. They did an aerial view over some of the work they've been doing out there. Oh, it looks beautiful. So I can already imagine some of the stuff they'll be doing. And I imagine for people that are, you know, big into fishing and outdoors, again, this is going to be probably like your fever dream destination to go because you'll be able to enact all of your... It's going to be an opportunity for you to live in a Bass Pro Shop for some of you people that have been waiting to live in a Bass Pro Shop. So (laughs) take it up. Take it up. Um, TJ, how are you feeling? Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, boy. (laughs) A fair and accurate response. Um... Jericho is great about being a heel. So good that people would meet him out at his car after shows and try to fight him because he's pissed them off so much. <laughs> so much that, uh, was it Mickey Rourke thought that he was like legitimately like an asshole, you know? Uh, but like Shawn Michaels, man, it's like, he's Mr. WrestleMania. A lot of his best matches have been WrestleManias. So I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to go Shawn. Perfect. Well, okay. So I think, I think what I'm going to say, um, basically bleeds together what, what Jared has said and what TJ has said. Um, Because essentially what TJ is saying is probably my point on this matter. Even though I've already said I'm going to simp for for Shawn Michaels. I'm already going to be an unabashed, um, you know, support for Shawn Michaels in the remainder of this tournament as I as I always had planned to be. Um, Again, I'm not I'm not trying to hide that. Um, But what I will say is. So while I don't disagree with anything you said, Jared, I think I think Chris Jericho has, you know, Probably better character work. Definitely probably better in-ring. But as TJ said, uh, to an extent kind of modifying it a little bit, think of every big match these two men have had and tell me which ones you can name more of. I can name probably off the top of my head five Shawn Michaels before I can even think of a Jericho one. That's not true. I can think of one Jericho one that will never not be in my mind, and that's him being the first undisputed WWE. um, The first, first, it was technically called the first undisputed WWF 
uh, World Heavyweight Champion, where they unified right. the WCW yeah. and the um, WWF belt, which they had renamed the WWE belt. You, you all get it. You get it. You understand what so, I'm saying. So, so what you're saying, though, is one. Yeah, so like that one, and then I guess you could say his Goldberg match is memorable, but it's just because he was kind of shit-talking Goldberg the entire time and then tried to convince them try to convince WCW to let him get more offensive in and he didn't really and still got Goldberged. So I mean like uh I don't know if you want to count that as a memorable moment for him in his favor, but like Shawn Michaels you've got you've got the battles he went to um against Diesel where there was an actual storyline there of kind of the breakup of friendship where where Diesel was, you know, a friend but a protectorate of him for the longest time and then Shawn chose to be the star and then they had the fight uh, him versus Razor Ramon with ladders. Uh, him versus Ric Flair is one that we've mentioned so many times that it's yeah. just it's hard to move past. His second match, more so than his first match with The Undertaker, iconic, dude, because it was such a great story leading up to that. So, I mean, even, so even taking that out, the matches that led to that point, his Royal Rumble uh, that year where he, you know, it's all fake, whatever, so I get that. But, like, the the pain and expression where you could tell that he was going out there and trying to eliminate people as quickly as he could because he thought or the character had given us the point that if he didn't win this rumble there is no way he's wrestling taker and we have to see it again and there's just this desperation where you thought about it but like things like that things like that where he won i mean he won a fucking royal rumble from the number one point um and and well three by the way yeah yeah but i mean like he won one from the number one starting point i think for sure the second one came from what uh the 16th starting point um but yeah like he's got all these memorable matches that you can think of and, and start to throw out like when him and triple h betray each other and the i mean the montreal screw job so it took me it took me like five matches to get to the montreal screw job which is iconic for all the wrong reasons but all the right yeah. reasons in terms of wrestling uh because then bret hart went on to punch uh vince mcmahon and then the next night on monday night raw uh the nwo got a chance to joke about that so i mean like that yeah. was that was a lot of storytelling that came out of that um so i don't disagree i think chris jericho better wrestler probably better better at the gimmick better at the promos and has a lot yeah. more sustainability to him i think the one thing that goes against him is his booking just hasn't been the same level right. that michael's has been except for yeah. now now jericho's starting to get the main event draw that he always maybe should have had um and it's not fair that he didn't get to book himself in those ways but i mean there was something about Shawn michaels and it's hard to argue against he had a quality that was very marketable um yeah very much and that's that's an amazing thing to say in a sport that values height and weight. And he was yeah. short and small. Like so, yeah. kudos to him. Kudos well, to him. And, and also, by the way, uh, you know, and I know there have been a lot of uh, there have been a lot of outfits on wrestling ever since then. But one of my favorite things about Shawn Michaels, and this is just kind of goofy, but like I, I enjoyed his not his stripping necessarily, but when he came out to the ring and he had on his chaps and he had on some kind of thing and he had on a hat and it was like, they were all different colors and they had mirrors and it was kind of like, what outfit is he going to wear next time? And then like, you know, certain times he would have the red pants with the white and red hearts, red pants, all white heart, you know, and he's just, I, I don't know, there's, which that doesn't have a whole lot to do with it. But it was nice to see that kind of, you know, I felt like he had so many outfits to where everybody, every other wrestler, which, I mean, I get it. I, you know, Why do you need more than a pair of underwear, Jared? Well, because he's Shawn freaking Michaels. That's why. Um, 
and no no other i mean okay maybe not no other but the, he's really one of the only ones where it's kind of like i think a lot of people looked forward to like what he was going to wear before the match when he came out cuz that was part of the, that was part of the thing too well i mean so, he's he's just a sexy boy uh uh he's, uh, not, he's not your boy toy sexy boy yeah no i, I also give him uh, uh leaps and bounds uh, points for his intro music. His intro, I know we don't talk about that a whole lot, uh, but his intro music, hands above, better than than anything Chris Jericho's had because I can't remember anything Chris Jericho's had except for uh, Judas. Judas is an awesome uh, intro song, so kudos to him finally being able to play his own music for his theme song because it's a bop. As the kids would say, it's a bop. It's a bop. Um, do you remember when Shawn Michaels had the girl singing all the lyrics? <laughs> it was uh, back in like '94. God, no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh gosh, that yeah. was horrible. The whole song, same music, whole song sung by a girl though. Uh, you, you telling me you don't remember the uh, the countdown and then it's just break the walls down? down. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. His Y two J run. Yeah, his Y two J was a good run. His Y two J. Y two J was, I think. I think his best era. His his first like, introduction on that 2000, that very first Raw, where he did the count of... And people are like, who is it? And Jim Ross is, who is it? Who could it be? And he's like, Y2J, Chris Jericho! Like, you spoiled it, motherfucker. I didn't know what Y2J meant until he turned oh around. Oh my god! Is that, is that Chris Jericho? He does it now in AEW, and I love it because it's just so fucking hokey and cheesy. And that's what I want from wrestling. I want, I want it cheesy. It's fast food. I want it to be greasy and messy. I don't want it to be a nice, athletic, compact fit form. I want it to be just cheesy as all fuck. Like I like most of my food. Cheesy as all fuck. All right, so we are going to give a winner to whom, Shawn Michaels? The, yes. The voting, the voting was essentially, I think it was 83% to 17% in favor of Shawn Michaels. So, winner! Good job, Sean. You did it. Good job, Sean. We voted for you. Alright, next up we have... I already can tell how this is going to go. Rey Mysterio versus Brett the Hitman Hart. I think I have an idea where my fellow nerds are going to go with this. But just to let you know in advance how the public went, it was 64% in favor of Bret Hart, 36 for Rey Mysterio Jr. We're not going to... We're not gonna go against the public on this one. <laughs> um, so, so who who was it a couple weeks ago that we just kept talking about? Rock, Rey Rock Jr. your face gave us pretty much every statistical fact about Ray Mysterio Jr. you could ever not ask for but receive. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, it's Bret Hart. I mean, it's it's. There's a reason he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. You know, he can sit there and put a guy over and make the guy look like a star to where that anybody else wrestles that guy, um, which actually this has happened is uh, there was some guy that uh, Vince McMahon had, had picked to be the next Hulk Hogan. So he had him go out there and wrestle Bret Hart, and they put on a hell of a match. And then the next week, like that guy goes out and wrestles someone else, and it's a shitty match. And it's because Bret Hart made him look good. You know, he can sit there and put anybody over, 
at any time and make them look like a star. Uh, one, two, three kid. Um, well, shit, just anybody. And except Hulk Hogan, apparently. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that's a hard ask, anyways. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, yeah, I'm kind of with, uh, well, not kind of with TJ. I'm all in with TJ on this. And I don't really feel like this needs an explanation. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. That's all I want to say. And, and, and mainly because Rey Mysterio, I don't want to take anything away from him. Well, he's only got one eye, so. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Guy can only see, poor bastard. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay. It's so either a six one or a one nine. It's not a six one. <laughs> so here's here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do um, for for rock your face wherever you are out there. Rock your face. Um, if you happen to catch this at a different time, here's what I'm going to do for you. In the AAA, so that's the that's the big promotion down in Mexico. Uh, Rey Mysterio was a Mexican National Trios champion one time, Mexican National Welterweight champion one time, Lucha Libre World Cup winner in 2015. Damn, that was pretty recent. Uh, Triple H Hall of Fame, so he was inducted in 2007. So he was inducted in 2007, and then literally eight years later, he won a World Cup. All right. Um, and then what we got? We got we got WCW Cruiserweight Champion five times, Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. I forgot they had that one time. Uh, and then WCW World Tag Team Champion three times. Man, him and Billy Kidd had a run. I forgot all about him and Billy Kidd. Um, and then in WWWF, he was a World Heavyweight Champion two times, WWE Champion one time, Cruiserweight Champion three times, Intercontinental Champion two times, Tag Team Champions four times, uh, United States Champion two times, a Royal Rumble winner, Bragging Rights Trophy. Don't know what the fuck that is, but he was winning. He won that in 2010. Uh, he was the 21st Triple Crown Champion in WWF and the 21st Grand Slam Champion. So uh, there you go. I've said all that to say this. I'm going with Bret Hart, but I've given you the list of accomplishments for Rey Mysterio, so that way no one can yell at me that I didn't do my justice for them. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter said he was the best flying wrestler from 95 to 97 and 2002 to 2004. He had best wrestling maneuver, the flip dive into a Frankensteiner, which is, yeah, pretty fucking awesome. Uh, he had the match of the year in 2002 with Edge versus Chris Benoit, which don't say his name anymore, and Kurt Angle for the WWE Tag Team Champions at No Mercy October 20th. He was the most outstanding wrestler by this publication in 1996. Rookie of the year in 1992. He was a fucking rookie in 1992. He had the worst feud of the year in 2008 with Kane, which who doesn't? And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame Class of 2010 how that's different than their actual hall of fame just is fucking flabbergasting to me and i don't understand it but there you go that that is ray mysterio and again i say all that to say this Brett man Hart is gonna win in my book because he's the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be i think if you can create a three sentence statement about who you are and it's profound and unforgettable you've done something right and you're gonna win ray mysterio people- that's Nothing against having the 619, but I remember you saying Poppy, but you took that from Eddie Guerrero, so (laughs) it happens. Fair. Poor Rey Mysterio. All right, well, (laughs) that was a difficult one, Bret Hart. Congratulations (laughs) on your victory. Uh, I just, I vamped to give Rey Mysterio some talking points, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that was as far as I could drag it. 
I think the next two are in. Whoop. Well, yeah, this one's going to be interesting. Yeah, take that winner off of Hulk. <laughs> yeah, we haven't decided that yet. So, so what we have with with Hulk Hogan is, I mean, not Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper is we have this from the fan votes to just give it, just give you some some clarity where we are right now. It was 62% in favor of Hulk Hogan, 38% in favor of Rowdy Roddy Piper. And I do think this is where TJ's point of are you voting for who you liked more than who's the better wrestler, I think may have something to do with it. But I digress. You boys chime in. Jared, have at it. Um, well, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> Hulk. He was more mainstream, but I don't think he was more, <clears throat> excuse me, I, he was more mainstream, but I don't think he was more popular necessarily. He, he did a lot of things outside of wrestling that made him kind of, that, that was part of Hulkamania. To where Piper, yeah, sure, he had his movies, but a lot of them, let's face it, were underground movies, like our favorite B-rated movies. He definitely did a good job in those, but Piper's, Piper has kind of more of a, a very close-knit following. Everybody respects him, but, like, the following is not what Hulkamania was. But I don't think he ever got the push that Hulk did, probably because Hulk just did things a different way. Now, wrestling ability, both of them suck <laughs> when it comes to wrestling ability. These two guys, okay, well, first of all, Piper was a brawler. Hogan was a stud. So I'm throwing wrestling ability out the window on this one. It was, at this point, it's like two things. Number one, if punched punched you in the face, which one would hurt the most? I think I've got to give that to Hogan. Number two, if you were continually punched in the face by one of the other of these, who is standing up longer? And I got to give that to Piper because these two guys were... Hogan didn't have any moves. Let's face it. And I, I listen, Hulkamania, Hulkamania, brother. I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way now because I feel like it's gonna make some people mad later. But Hulk Hogan is not a good wrestler. He's not. Oh, there's there's rock your face. Oh man, right. rock your face. Don't don't it's check what happened. Don't, don't check what happened five minutes ago. Don't rewind. Don't, don't um, go back. And, you know, and the, the icon status, as it, as it said, goes a long way into this. The wrestling status goes uh, in a long way with this. And I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> I can't vote. Gosh, this is, I hate this. Because, and I don't like Hulk Hogan, by the way, which what is what makes this so hard. Because I... Each one of those, like it's the the scales are even as far as if you took all the attributes, everything, put them all together, Piper wins on so many levels, but then Hulk wins on so many levels, and it really balances the scale. It, I think I've I think I voted for Piper, but I'm not sure. I haven't really talked my talked myself talked. I haven't really talked myself out of Hulk, but I I just I don't know. I want to I want to hear what you guys. Maybe you guys can convince me. The direction I need to go. TJ, talk me out of voting for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but has Hulk Hogan ever won the Intercontinental title? 
No, he has not. Exactly. He's the main event guy. He's a part-timer, essentially. You know, he'll come in there, he'll do, you know, may do, you know, even like back in the, in the days when he was champion, like, did he really fight like the week to week kind of thing? Or was he just like the main pay-per-views, main events kind of, kind of wrestler, you know? He, he he's you know was essentially a part timer. He was he was the face of the company, but Rowdy Roddy Piper is where I think I, I can't vote for Hulk on this. I got to vote for for Roddy Piper. There's a reason the Intercontinental Title is the workhorse title. Roddy sure. Piper he did hold the Intercontinental Title three times, didn't he? Huh? Three times. Exactly. So. You know, this is the guy that would go out there. Back in the day, three times Intercontinental Championship when he was Intercontinental. That was a big thing. Yeah. Now you have Randy Orton, 17 times. Shut up. Yeah, keep in mind, you know, people like, you know, the Hitman, when they won the world title five times, that was like a big accomplishment because the only other person who had won the title at least five times would have been Ric Flair, who had won it 87 times by that point. (laughs) Um but you know, to win a title like that three times, um, I mean, I just, I think Roddy Piper had more wrestling ability than Hulk Hogan did. Hulk Hogan was a, you know, uh, I'm gonna puff out my cheeks and I'm gonna point at you and, you know, and then just, and then I'm gonna block your punches. I'm gonna hit you back. I'm gonna. Power yeah. slam, yeah, or I don't even think he did a power slam. I think he did a clothesline and a leg drop, and that was it. Leg drop, pin. But Roddy Piper can go out there and have some, you know, really good matches, and there a lot of them are a lot of them are overlooked. Yeah, a lot of them are overlooked. You know, it's some sometimes it's. I think Roddy Piper's style is where you get the style of today, where it's just a brawling kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, also Piper was good on a mic. Hulk Hogan really wasn't that good on the mic, oh. brother. Oh. You know? TJ uh, convinced me. So so on top of that, you know, you have Piper's Pit, which is so good on a mic, he had one of the first, you know... Night Raw things. Well, yeah, one of those first little, like, talk show things that the wrestlers end up doing, you know? I just, I can't, I can't see letting Hulk Hogan... Survive forward, yeah. Well, Mr. Plus, didn't he use a racial slur at one point? (laughs) Yep, yep, yes, yes, he did. Yeah, um, so Mr. Cack, before before you give us your take, Mm -hmm. what did social media say? Did you already answer that? It was 62% in favor of Hulk Hogan and then 38% in favor of uh, Rowdy Roddy. All right, so Cack. I don't know. Me and TJ have kind of spoken our piece. So much, well, TJ more so than me. What do you think? Where are you at on this? I'm just flabbergasted after TJ said he never won the Intercontinental Champion. I'm like, oh yeah, let me check and double see what that was. Okay, Hulk Hogan's championship career has been this: World Wrestling Championship or in WCW, he won the Heavyweight Championship six times. That was the only title he held in that company. In WWF, he was a World Heavyweight Champion six times. He was a tag team champion once. Could you guess who his partner was when he held the tag Andre team champion? Andre the Giant? No! It was Macho Man. 
No! Ultimate Warrior? Don't, don't say, don't say. Wait, 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 wait. You'll never guess. You'll never guess no, who I his will. tag team partner was. No, I will. I will. Give me a hint. <laughs> I don't even know how to... Sergeant Slaughter. No. Listen. Dang. You're thinking too old. Oh, wow. This this what, this happened, I think, in the 2000s. So it would have been Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, probably. No! Shawn Michaels. No! Ray Mysterio. Oh my gosh! You me tell you? You me tell you and yeah, blow your fucking mind? Go for it. Edge. He won the tag team championship in WWE with Edge. It was against I think Chuck and Billy uh, when they were in the kind of weird friendship. Uh, we're trying to make it a gay storyline, but it's not really. Uh, type phase. He wanted. They wanted on SmackDown. I don't remember that. Therefore, I reject it. I never uh, remembered them ever tagging together. That doesn't count. Well, that it would have been. It would have been, been like a one-time thing, probably. Yeah. And like I don't. Would there have even been a a uh, a title defense, or would there know. have just been a we're gonna relinquish the title? And they're going to hold a tournament for it. I, I don't know. Again, I was flabbergasted when I saw this. Um, so you've got him as the heavyweight champion six times, WWE tag team champion once, Royal Rumble winner in 90 and 91, and a WWE Hall of Famer. But that's it on his accomplishments in WCW and WWE. Yeah, he didn't really hold any any jobber, not jobber, okay. any mid-card titles because he wasn't a workhorse. He, well, was, no, he, he was the main workhorse. attraction. He was the main attraction. Yeah. He was the face of the company, you know, he was he was built to be the face of the company, and, you know, anybody who, you know, it's the thing about, like, the Intercontinental title is, you know, people would sit there and work for the Intercontinental title, and, you know, go out there and perform week after week, kind of like what AJ Styles is doing now with it, you know, as opposed to what has been done with it recently, you know, they go out there and perform week to week, and then eventually build themselves up to be a big enough star to be granted that world title opportunity and perhaps be crowned the world champion. Bret Hart, one month after Summer or SummerSlam of uh, 92, you know, he lost the Intercontinental title to the British Bulldog. One month later, he wins the world title. So, let me, uh, and I'm glad Jared's back because I want him to hear this too. Let me now read the list of accomplishments he gained over the course of his wrestling career from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, going back to them because they're the official publication source of all wrestling things. Strongest wrestler in 83, best babyface, 82 to 91, best box office draw, 97, best gimmick, 96, as a member of the New World Order, which is, makes sense. Feud of the year, feud of the year. Um, so he got that in 1986 and then 1996. Most charismatic, 85 to 87, 89 to 91. And now here's where things make a flip for old Hulk Hogan. Most <laughs> embarrassing wrestler, 95, 96, 99, 2000. Most obnoxious, 94, 95. Most overrated, 85 to 87, 94 to 98. Most unimproved, 94 and 95. Readers' <laughs> least favorite wrestler, 85, 86, 91, 94 to 99. Worst feud of the year against Sergeant Slaughter in 91. Worst feud of the year in 95 against the Dungeon of Doom. Worst feud of the year in 1998 against the Warrior. Worst feud Feud of the year in 2000 versus Billy Kidman, which just sounds god-awful. Worst interviews in 1995. Worst wrestler of 97. 
worked the uh, worst worked match of the year, 1987 against Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three. Worst yeah. worst worst work match of the year, 96 with Randy Savage versus Arn Anderson, Ming the Barbarian, Ric Flair, Kevin Sullivan, Z Gangsta, and the Ultimate Solution, and in the Towers of Doom match at Uncensored. Worst work match of the year, 1997, <laughs> versus Roddy Piper at the Super Brawl 7. Worst work match of the year, 98. He won it 96, 97, 98. What a fucking unit. Against the Warrior at Halloween Havoc. That is the feud that was predicated on Hulk Hogan seeing the Ultimate Warrior appear in his mirror like a fucking ghost is talking to him, which was such a stupid moment. Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter Hall of Fame, Class of 96. I mean, I'm I'm not going I think Hogan is I think Hogan's more iconic, but I'm not going to argue against uh if anyone wants to save him cuz technically uh the the opinion of the public is Hulk Hogan wins. Um and a reminder how the saves work is you get one per round. This is still technically part uh part of round 2 and this is the last round the last you know few matches of round two so if you were to use your save you would have another save again in the next round so i'm just saying that to predicate if anyone would like to save rowdy piper this would be the moment jared is using his save is anyone going to use their save to to stop that i'm not no all right so roddy piper Upset special. The nerds push him through. Take that social media. Uh, you can suck it once more as we've overthrown <laughs> overthrown your voice. And you know, you know, we did just, we just, we, we did it to like the we did it to the Godfather and it pissed some of you off. So I mean, screw it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, me neither. But I just I think it's an injustice to you can't just go based on iconic status now. The people that voted on this poll and the people that are in with us in chat, which looks like nobody at this point, um, but I feel like there, if we if we were to take this thing worldwide, I think there's a lot more people that would agree with the three of us based on this overruling and this save than there are that would vote for Hulk Hogan. And even if they're not, fuck them. They're not here to do anything they're about not it. Here to vote right now, you had your chance, losers. All right, so we've got that. So now we technically move on. Now we technically move on to round three. So this is the start of round three. Round three, also known as the time that shit got real. In the <laughs> in the first matchup, we have Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. Now here here is how social media felt about this. Social media said, and again, this is one of those things where it's like to me, it, it feels like it's weird that it's not. Not closer, but social media was 62% in favor of the macho man Randy Savage to 38% for Ric Flair. And I guess I'm kind of surprised by that, but in all honesty, macho man, because he did Slim Jims, technically transcended wrestling. So, Ric Flair never did a Slim Jim commercial he in didn't. his life. He didn't. Well, I started the last one, TJ. Give me what you got, brother. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I voted for Macho Man. I'm not 100 percent sure at this point who I voted for. Um, I don't know. You actually Rick voted Flair's for Ric Flair. Oh, did I? Yep. Well, it was probably because he was the 16-time champion or whatever. How many Woo! championships he's won? I don't know. You know, it's 
gosh, I guess I'll make my case for Ric Flair. You know, he's the guy who's, you know, he's the dirtiest player in the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's plain and simple. You know, he's got the heel down perfectly, much like Jericho. But, you know, it's, it's you know, things that I think Ric Flair can get a crowd worked over more than Macho Man. Agreed. Yeah. And there's so many things that Ric Flair does or did in the ring when he was still wrestling that were just, you know, it, it's crazy, like, how much stuff that he would do, whether it would be blading himself, cutting him an open, and, and turning his white hair red, you right. know. Or, uh, you know, but he's had some, he's had some of the, some of the best matches, I think, uh, out of the two of them. Um, I don't know, man. I I can't go against Ric Flair on this one. Uh, dirtiest player in the game. You know, even if, uh, even if he wasn't to win, he'd, he'd still find a way. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, I liked Macho Man a lot better than I liked Ric Flair, but I cannot disagree with um, anything that TJ says. Okay, Four Horsemen. That's all I'm going to say. Four Horsemen. No, I, I, well, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, what was... Uh, voters had Macho Man? Yep. Oh, gosh. Man, we can't go against him twice, can we? What? Uh, I, I think I voted for Ric Flair. You did. Can you check that? Okay. And I basically for the same exact reasons that TJ did. Not that I don't like the Macho Man, but I mean, really, what did he have other than a flamboyant outfit and an elbow drop? Uh, you know, I've noticed that uh, in a day where a lot of the wrestlers were wearing tassels, Ric Flair didn't. No. You know why? Because he didn't have to. Exactly. He was Ric freaking <laughs> Flair. You know, he didn't have to have all the tassels on his sleeves and on his jackets and on his on his pants and but his hey, arms. Hey, iconic intros for both of them, eh? Right? Oh, yeah, you hear that Ric Flair music go off? I mean, it's just I can't it's, remember what Macho Man's music sounded like. It was it was it was, it was pomp and circumstance. Uh, MSM Wyatt says, "I hate life." My son woke me up at two a.m. and all I could say about that is, "Yep, that's what they do." Hey, that's what they do. Yeah, Who is that? Uh, MSM Wyatt. He comes in here and asks for anime and food all the oh, time. Oh, okay, Wyatt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Wyatt. We're still wrestling. But Wyatt, <laughs> you know, I hope I hope you get some sleep, buddy. Food. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't you bring food in here. <laughs> I, I just had some pretzels. I didn't have anything. I haven't had anything good. I made, uh, I made the, you know the queso, the, the chili queso dip that they have at Chili's? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I I found a I found an online copycat recipe for that and I did that. It turned out pretty good. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. It's kind of confusing when I read the instructions because it was like get Velveeta, get a can of chili, and then here add these ingredients. And the <laughs> ingredients they ask you to add are literally all the spices you throw into making chili. And it's like so I did chili, chili, and cheese. And it's just like, yep. that's a weird... Why would I do chili and then the ingredients <laughs> for chili? Doesn't that seem like too much chili? But, I mean, it tasted it tasted pretty good. It tasted pretty spot well, on. You know, their salsa gives me a boner. I love uh, their salsa. No. I love their salsa. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah. I, just, like, it, it, I don't even have to eat it sometimes. Like, we had, I had a co-worker, a former co-worker. She, she got chilies, and she didn't like the chips and salsa. 
So she just stuck the sauce in the fridge, and every time I opened the fridge to get a drink of water, I just smelt chili sauce, and I was like, "It's oh, good. It's good. They do. They do it. They do it pretty good." TJ, I like TJ, have to swing by Chili's when we go to pick up your turtlet tomorrow. You should. You should. Yeah. Uh, MSM Wyatt says, "I cook. I cook my girlfriend ramen, but then her sister kicked me in the dick." And at that point, there's no more I can say about food, so I'm gonna go back to wrestling. MS Wyatt, because on, wait. once you get kicked in the dick, I mean. I feel like that's that. I mean, that's just that's the stopping point of the story. Uh, well, what I no, actually, no, 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 no. What I'd like to know <laughs> is okay. So ramen, there's only one way to do it via microwave or boiling stove. But basically, we heat the noodles up until the noodles expand. It's just like spaghetti on a cheap level. How did you mess this up, Wyatt? To where it deserved a kick in the groin. Well, why? Why, why was the sister? Why was the else? sister kicking you in the dick? Is I guess my question. Yeah, if I, if I cook for my girlfriend's last. Oh, wife, he cooks the Japanese style. He's a little fancy pants. So, well, hey, then at that point, I don't know why you're getting kicked in the dick if you're putting actual legwork into something that you can buy for twenty five cents from a Walmart. Unless his lady friend is it was his girlfriend? Yeah, girlfriend. Unless his girlfriend. And her sister are both Japanese and highly offended by the way he unprepared it. That could be fair. I don't know. Could be sure, but I mean, I can. Or you know what? Hey, there's always the chance that the girlfriend's sister just she didn't like you, man. And I mean, that's what always it, that. So that's what it sounds like. He said, "Cause I kissed my girlfriend and cuddling her, and her sister didn't like that." Well, I have some bad news for your girlfriend's sister. While you two are in a romantic relationship, you'll probably be doing public defla- public displays public displays of affection. Sorry, I've been drinking really girly drinks, and those get me more schmammer than probably anything else in the world because I drink more of them than I do anything else in the world because they taste so good that you just can't well, stop. I, I want to give you some advice here, and this is important. Next time your girlfriend's sister has any sort of disagreement, by the way, block block the weenie. Just in case, because she sounds kicky. Wear but, a cup. Wear a cup. When she says something that might be somewhat derogatory or disingenuous, look at her straight in her eyes and say, Tough titty said the kitty. Because the milk's run dry. Um, Wyatt, I'll, I'll ask you this. If, if someone proceeds to try to kick you in the dick again how will you respond will you a either drop an elbow from from upon a high perch or will you knock them to the ground wrap their legs within your legs intertwining yourselves in a pretzel of humanity and try to make them submit to your will depending on your answer i'll get back to wrestling Listen, I can't, Rick, uh, so he said a week ago I burnt my hand cooking steak. I feel like maybe you're not cooking steak right if you're burning your hand. I feel okay, like that's so not appropriate. Uh, I'll jump Wyatt. on them and smash their face in. Okay, so Wyatt is in favor of Macho Man Randy Savage. He would take the L drop from the heavens. Listen, listen, I think, Wyatt, I don't know if you've ever seen Ric Flair, the wrestler, but go to some WCW old film footage and watch the dirtiest player in the game and learn some tips. So if someone tries to kick you in the dick, you can poke them in the eyeball, you can rake their back, uh, you can take a razor blade from your palm and cut your own forehead and look crazy as all shit. You can take your jacket off, throw it on the ground, begin to woo, and then elbow drop said jacket, and no one's gonna fucking kick you in the dick anymore because at no. that point they think you're crazy and you've won 
I just kind of want to go a little bit on this, what you talked about, like with their finishing moves. I mean, we're talking Macho Man's finishing move was literally get up on the top rope and drop an elbow. How basic is that? It's not even a finishing move anymore. It's a basic move. Oh. Ric Flair was the figure four. I mean. And the figure four is still a protected move. So, I mean, like. It, it still is, yeah. Because, like, it was a big deal when The Miz started u- using it uh, because Ric Flair basically came out and gave it to him. Um, Cody uses it on AEW, but I feel like that's kind of both a, a, a loving gesture and kind of an FU to WWE in all one take. Um, yeah. But, uh, so I think, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think Ric Flair, I, I, listen, I think Ric Flair is probably the better wrestler. I know you guys have already mentioned it, but I think I think Ric Flair is probably the better wrestler. I think Macho Man was of an era where you just were big and breathed heavy. Um, again, like kind of like TJ mentioned about Hulk Hogan, uh, I think Macho Man fits that same build where he was just kind of a big dude that breathed heavy and made some insane promos. Ric Flair made some insane promos, uh, but wasn't just a big heavy breathing dude. He was kind of a... Of a, of a character out there where, you know, you were going to see him try to win the match, but then you were also like, okay, so what sneaky shit's he going to do? Yeah. Is someone going to hand him, like, the brass knuckles and he's going to punch him out? Uh, is Jimmy Hart going to start hooping and hollering on the side or whoever yeah. happened to be his handler at that point in time or just part of his little group? Um, so, yeah. Um, I wish I was like Sasuke and could and be able to teleport. I'm going to give you uh, this warning right now. That reference means nothing to two-thirds of this panel. Um, so while I understand what you're asking, you want to use your Sharingan, I guess it would be the, uh, the Tsukiyomo version of the Sharingan or no, the Megan Goku. I can't, I can't say the, the upgraded version of the Sharingan. So maybe you can say it. I could type it out probably pretty good. Um, but I can't say it and that's no fault of, of me. That's just the Japanese language is fuck all hard for, uh, someone that does a really bad job of enunciating his vowel sounds anyways. And I blame that entirely on where I was raised in the South, the dirty South. <laughs> Renning now, gun. He hand, uses the, the Renning gun for that. Oh, whatever. On the other hand, if you went to Ireland right now, you'd fit in just fine. Nice. Nice. And that's, you know, I'd rather, uh, you know, I'd be fine going there. So, so, okay, so social media says Macho Man. Social media says Macho Man. So, again, so now this is the start of round three. So, Jared has his save, TJ has his save, and I have my save. Um, I... I'm of the I'm of the point now where it's like you know what I don't fucking care who wins between these two because I like them both. Um, I, I'm not going to be offended one way or the other. So now it comes down to you two, and then letting you know that this is the first of four matches for this third round. The next match we have later on might be something you want to save your save for. I don't know, but the next matchup is the Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. At this point, I am going to. While I've voted for Ric Flair and while I think Ric Flair should be the person, I am not going to use my save at this time. Gotcha. Man, I almost want to, but I don't know what the the rest of the so, other than so, Undertaker and Stone so Cold. You, you may tell like, you what the you may tell you what the rest of the things look like, and yeah. and I think this will influence you. Um, okay. <laughs> So, okay, so I don't want to do this one first because I think that'll be the giveaway for what I think is going to influence. Um, but, so let's see, is this the right one? So we have The Rock versus Shawn Michaels. Boy, <laughs> boy, that fucking sucks. That sucks. Uh, and then and then the other one, now this is the one I think will influence you. Um, we have, oh, wrong one. 
we have where is it? We have Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'll let this one slide. Yeah, so okay. Macho Man wins. Macho, Macho Man, Man wins. wins. Macho Man. Ric Flair, Superior oh. Evil, tries to come in at the end and and save Ric Flair, but it doesn't work. Evil down goes Ric Flair. With you, Evil. Ric Flair is superior, but so I'll, I'll say this: social media made the decision. The nerds are conflicted because we still have three more matches in round three, and it sounds like based on how social media votes, they might have to use a save for one of these next three matches so uh in that in that vein we we have this the the second of our round three matchups we have stone cold steve austin versus the undertaker booger red mark calloway oh gosh i think i i oh i think i gave it to stone cold uh which was hard for me uh because i mean how do you span <laughs> how do you span the career <laughs> <laughs> how do you span the career of the Undertaker, and and how do you not give this match to him? But I, I just I feel like wrestling ability. They both were kind of that. Undertaker was a big guy. He had his uh, I don't know what the move's called where he walks up on the top rope and of course he had old the school. Old school, yeah. Uh, he had the last ride. He had the choke slam. He had a lot of good moves. Austin was a almost in a way a Piper type brawler. He didn't. He had the. I mean, what did he have? Million dollar dream. He had the Thez Press, he had the Stunner, and that was pretty much it. Austin's thing was get in the ring and beat the hell out of you. Oh, he took you uh, to a corner and stomped a mud hole in you and walked it dry, Jared. I don't know if you dry. remember that. Hey, hey, by the way, if you ever walked a mud hole dry, it's freaking hard to do. And Stone Cold did it. Um, so, man, I'm so conflicted on this because I love The Undertaker's character a lot more. Going back way back to like 1992. Well, not 92. What, did he come in in 92? WrestleMania 8, actually. 92, yeah. I think so. Um, with Jake the Snake. Uh, I think that was his first, maybe not his first match. There might have been some his first manager was His first manager was Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. I think his first oh. match was a, was a Survivor Series match. It, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because it would have been Survivor Series 92. And then WrestleMania 8. No, WrestleMania 8 was in 92, though. Anyways, he fought Jake the Snake at WrestleMania 8 and tombstone him outside the ring. And everybody was like, wow, this guy's good. Uh, because Jake the Snake was a little more, well, where he is now. Um, or, well, up from where he is now. This is very tough for me. I'm so conflicted in this because I think you, can, you can't discount Mark Calloway's very, very long career. But you cannot discount Austin's uprising and just there are people who know the Undertaker's name and kind of go, okay, the Undertaker, oh, he's a wrestler, right? But if you say Stone Cold Steve Austin, I, I feel like you just, you can't, there's probably not a person in America that you can find that doesn't know who you're talking about. Well, other than some millennial teenage goofy boy or girl, but I just, I don't know. This, this one Oh, it's so hard. I voted for Stone Cold, but I'm second guessing my vote. I'm going to stick with Stone Cold right now. I want to hear what both of you have to say. 
Who did I vote for? I don't remember. TJ, you voted for, and this one received a lot of votes. A lot of people had thoughts on this one. TJ, you were in Team Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Man, part of me wants to change that to The Undertaker. Who won social media? Social media was 79% in favor of Give Me an Oh Hell Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 21% in favor of The Undertaker. Wow, that's an ass-beating. That is an yeah. ass-beating. Uh, Evo, that's, that's Evo says, I voted for Stone Cold, but this one will make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so much that The Undertaker's done. You know, going back from his his introduction by Ted DiBiase to the Survivor Series, you know, to fighting himself, you know, the, the gray Undertaker versus the purple Undertaker. By you the know, way, to... otherwise known as... Um... Kane. Yeah, what's his real name? I can't... My, Glenn I, Jacobs? Glenn Jacobs, yes. <laughs> you know... Isaac you know, Isaac Yankum? Yeah. Isaac Yankum. Where's Glenn Jacobs on this list? He's played more characters in WWF, WWE than anybody else. He and the most on... over one was Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So... <laughs> So, you know, from going to something like that to having, you know, his face broken and having to wear the mask and, you know, the everything oh, yeah, with mankind yeah. and then the corporate ministry and the American badass. And he's just he's had such a long career. But can you honestly look at his matches and go, wow, that was really entertaining. No. Not a lot of them. Holy you look at shit, Steph Izzle, my wife, says Stone Cold. I don't even know if she knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. Stephanie, it, it is way too late. You are having a nightmare. Please continue watching. Leave the phone on and set it aside. <laughs> keep, giving us, keep giving us ad revenue for being here. Stephanie, I, I just, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, but have you been drinking? I've been drinking, Stephanie, uh, so I can't wait to 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 embarrass the shit out of you here after this is all over. <laughs> What'd she say? She says she she knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. All right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, that says something to me that my wife, who doesn't know anything about wrestling other than this is a quote from her. There's that one greasy guy with the long hair. That's how she describes wrestling when talking to me. Who's that one greasy guy with the long hair? Which is literally the tagline for half of the people professional wrestling. My first thought was Razor Ramon. That's kind of kind of what I was thinking. She was saying, she's oh, actually talking about she's actually talking about Roman Reigns, or she's talking about one of the members of the Wyatt family, or she's talking about Seth Rollins. Or she's talking about literally anyone else that has long hair and puts, like, the, the water or the baby oil on it. I just drank some Dr. Pepper. That better be coded talk for you're getting shmammered. She doesn't get shmammered. That's that's a that's a me thing. Let's see. So, uh, Evel says, Evel says, Stone Cold got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did South Park. South Park and Stone Cold getting popular about the same time was a horrible... Horrible moment for me being a, a good young child. Undertaker has one of the most legendary careers, though. Um, Wyatt says, back, my girlfriend just cuddled me. Uh, there you go, boy. Uh, she's trying to kiss me now. Hey, not during the show. Keep it, keep it. Hey, that's better being kicked in the junk. Keep it, keep it above the belt. Uh, lock that door. Lock that door. Keep the sister out. 
and I think you'll be good to go. And then Eveld says it's probably trips. So Triple H is always soaking wet. Um, but then when he lost the hair, he he just he lost the he lost the Stephanie appeal of uh, long hair greasy guy. So. Yeah. Thank you, Eveld. Why are you thanking him? You don't even know who Triple H is, <laughs> Stephanie. You don't know. You don't know who that is. You should know who it is because his wife is Stephanie McMahon. So you probably, in theory, know who it is uh, because you associate with Stephanie McMahon. Because I've always pointed out her name is Stephanie, and, and she's she's the people and, hate. And her name, her name is Stephanie too. Yeah, she, people hate her. So hey, you know, maybe get your shit together. So, social media and the three of us have basically decided that, reluctantly, Austin shall proceed. Yeah, like, I'm not going to give any reason other than I just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, again, I wouldn't be offended if someone took Undertaker. I think it's perfectly within uh, both the rights and the expectations of why we're doing this bracket to take Undertaker. But for me, I just like Stone Cold Steve Austin better. Uh, I don't think there's I don't I don't have a good reason. I'm going to I'm I'm falling into what TJ has warned us against. He's literally just kind of a favorite for me. Um he's the one I, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would be in professional wrestling. While I love Shawn Michaels, if it wasn't for Edgy Stone Cold um having the rattlesnake brand, the breaking glass and then just generally being someone that felt like he had a chip on his shoulder because he was wronged by the world and that was literally his character and that's kind of how he felt about the business in the moment of building that character. Like all of that resonated with with you know a short kid that, you know, didn't want to take shit from people. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be a mouthy little fuck. And that's, hey, Stone Cold, thank you so much for giving me this beautiful gift. But yeah, so I I like Stone Cold. Uh, but I do think it's interesting. Again, the intersectionality of these characters. You have essentially two characters where Ted DiBiase is part of essentially the beginning step before their ascension. So Ted DiBiase brings out The Undertaker as his surprise uh, tag team partner for Survivor Series 90, whatever. Uh, And then while Stone Cold had been around, his time as the ringmaster then eventually led uh, to him getting really pissed off and fed up and winning the, the King of the Ring. And then that's when we got pure gold. And then he never slowed down after that point. Yep. All in favor? I remember wearing like Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts. Like I would get the Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirts, and of course they'd have like a you know ass or hell on it. Yeah. And my mom would just be like, "You're not ever wearing that shirt out in public." No. Because it had a bad word on it, and it's like, you Good know, it, mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think Nevel says it. I mean, there again, there's no wrong answer here, and I agree. I think that's pretty much the stepping stones of the remainder of this tournament. I think for the remainder of this tournament, we've now encroached upon an area where you can literally continuously say, there's no wrong answers, but I would like for this person to win. And that's probably what's going to happen. So um, I'm not going to try to go against it because I'm I'm in favor of Stone Cold, but I'm not going to give you like a really resounding, like thought out answer as to why. I like the glass breaking and that he made fun of Jake the Snake before whooping his ass. <laughs> like, it was just so fucking brutal about how, you know, Jake the Snake what? got injured, came back yeah. in, and, like, this was, like, his moment for redemption, and Stone
Stone Cold just beat the piss out of him, and then at the end talked so much shit about him that I was like, oh my gosh, he's killed Jake the Snake in like real life. I can't believe it. This is so brutal. This is an era where King of the Ring also took place all on the same night, like all the matches. So Stone Cold, you know, even had to go to the hospital and stitch his lip back together before coming back, coming back and beating match. the crap out of Beating so the crap out of him. What'd you say, Jared? I said, so he was already pissed. Yeah, so, you know, coming back before beating the piss out of out of Jake the Snake, you know. And that just, I don't know, man. That's That, that was, that, that speech after, like, you know, where, uh, where he, where, I guess, what started the Austin 316. Just said, I whooped your just, ass. Yeah. Yeah. That was just iconic in the moment kind of thing. And it's like, hmm, okay. Let's see. Uh, So MSM White says her sister don't come in uh, me and my girlfriend room because sometimes she get moody. Well, you know, that happens after she took a few shots of scotch. Whoa, Wyatt. Uh, Steph Izzle says everyone's always greasy or wet. I guess that's a wrestling requirement. Listen, I've never wrestled, but I imagine just based on what I know of how, like, dry skin going as dry skin works, you probably want to... Give yourself a little lubrication, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be slapping. I mean, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, yeah. And, and you want the hair. So if you have long hair, you want it to be as clumped up as possible because yeah. when you have just loose, flowing hair out there, it's gonna get yanked, and you're going to really fucking hate your life. What's yeah. funny is when you watch those matches, those like long epic matches where someone has that long hair and it comes out and it's just soaking wet just hanging down by the end of the match it's like an afro just all over the place <laughs> yeah. and because you know their their hair's dried out at that point and yeah and they they do use baby oil you know to to i guess what one, one it's to highlight the stuff. physique right it's to highlight your physique if yeah. you're glistening you pop on tv yeah um but yeah sometimes I mean, it's just a little weird like cody rhodes and mike tyson apparently well. <laughs> I liked uh, I liked Shawn Michaels because in the later half of his career, you could tell about how serious the match was getting based on how much of his like ball spot was starting to show, and yeah. his hair was just kind of frizzled out. Um, so that yeah. was always a good thing. Uh, it's also uh, yeah, I like it when people like try to disguise or like cover up their long hair. Uh, I like people that wear like headbands and stuff because you can tell when the matches hit like pretty much the end stage because all that stuff is is pretty much falling off by that point and their hair is just doing whatever the hell it wants and it's just like okay, so they've seen some shit. So I get this. Yeah. They're they're doing the. They're doing the walk of shame. So MSM White says Jared and then never follows up. So you got a dot, 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 a cliffhanger. What we're not getting a cliffhanger on is who takes this match. The internet says Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is anyone disagreeing? Negative. Negative. So negative. what we have is we have our winner uh, to close out the first half of round three. So now we have the second half of round three that we will do next week, which will be the Hitman Bret Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, and then Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus who was he versing? Who won today? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Oh boy, howdy, Shawn F and Michaels. So that's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a yeah. fun, a fun duo, and then eventually we'll get down to four. 
And what we know already is that part of that foursome will be a matchup between uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. 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 So, so if 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 Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels both win next week, will part of that be Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels? Yep. Our, so we can have our final. We literally four, yeah. have. Oh wow! So we're literally having our our WrestleMania Bret Hart versus Roddy Roddy Piper rematch next week. Yeah. And then could potentially have a WrestleMania twelve. WrestleMania twelve, yeah. Rematch with uh, Shawn Michaels, which shows, which I think goes to say a lot about a lot of these these wrestlers, you know, some of their matches even being so epic that they're coming up in our, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's I think that's what in in a way this is all about is like how much more credence do you need that the voting gets back. Because I haven't looked at the bracket from week to week like I usually do. But it, uh, the fact that we're getting up to some of those iconic matches, Piper versus Hitman again, we didn't. I didn't look at the bracket and be like, oh, I want Piper Hitman right here. That was, blah, blah, blah. You know, these are these are votes that social media have said and we have talked about. That just, to me, that gives credence to the argument of why they should be there. Yeah. So we will continue with wrestling voting next week where we will do the last half of round three, which means in two weeks, in two weeks, we will have our final four of the wrestling bracket. So if you if you care about this and if you want to see your wrestler, if they're still in, uh, proceed on. Uh, make sure you're tuning in these next three weeks. These next three weeks will be intense as we cover, um, again, the last half of round three next week, the following week, our final four, and then three weeks from now, we will be doing the greatest wrestler of them all. We will be crowning whomever that happens to be um, in the in the waiting wings of all we have left of competitors. So, uh, going to be fun. And then we'll move on to whatever the next bracket says to do which I think is going to be sci-fi if we ever get our list ready. Uh, we gave ourselves like a full month to, to build that list, and boy howdy, and, we've done fuck all. We've done fuck all. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, really, yeah, we're really hoping TJ gets me his list because TJ's <laughs> list is basically the list of them all. The list, and we're just going to go, all right, yeah. All right, this is our night. We pulled a long one. I apologize to my co-host. It's bedtime. Uh, my name is Mr. Cack. I was joined by the lovely, the awesome TJ, the beautiful, the wonderful Jared. Uh, we are the nerds, and we come in on every Friday, and we talk all the nerdy stuff that's not sports because wrestling's not sports because it's scripted. It's soap opera with violence. Um, so we will be back next Friday. For those of you that want to catch... Uh, some sports content. I will be back with a different co-host on Tuesday to discuss sports, where I will be publicly shaming some teams. So if you have a team that you feel like should be publicly shamed, please let me know. If if you're wondering if your team is going to be the team I publicly shame, so if you happen to be the fan of a certain Redbird team in Major League Baseball, please tune please tune in to be very offended by the mean things I have to say about them. All right. There he is, Evil. I was just checking to see if Evil was still around. <laughs> All right, thank y'all so much for joining. Steph Izzle, Evil, MSM Wyatt, um, 
Rock Your Face and Rooster, thank you so much for stopping by on the Facebook. Elster, I know you responded. Aaron Nichols, I know you appeared uh, very briefly, but you didn't say anything, buddy. We still love you. Um, anyone sure. else that came in or is still around, thank you so much for stopping by. If you haven't already liked or followed our Facebook page and or liked or followed this Twitch account, please do so so that you can keep up with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please come back next Friday. We do nerd streams on Fridays. We do sports streams on Tuesdays. I try to throw shit onto our YouTube page. Um, so yeah, check us out on all of our stuff. If you ever need to figure out where our YouTube stuff is, just look for us on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitter by basically searching at Rage Nerds. Alright, thank y'all so much. Have a good night. Love ya. We appreciate the conversation. Y'all came in late tonight. Oh, this is not my ending stream. Y'all came in late tonight. Y'all pulled pulled a late nighter. Evil giving me many middle fingers. We still appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Catch you around. Please come back. Next week we'll be discussing Hitman versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. So if you care about any of those four wrestlers, we will break your heart in at least a 50% chance. So enjoy it. Come find out. Come yell at us. Peace out.